Welcome to the Be Your Own Badass podcast, a show dedicated to helping overwhelmed women stop people-pleasing and learn how to live their life guilt-free for putting themselves first. I'm your host, Sarah Catherine, and it's time to live a life on your terms. Let's get started. Welcome back. Really, truly welcome back to the Be Our Own Badass podcast. I am your host, Sarah Catherine, self-discovery coach with a goal to help you feel empowered to make your own decisions and go after goals that feel authentically aligned with you. I know in the past, if you've been around with me for a bit, first of all, thank you. If you are a new user, welcome, new user, new listener, (laughs) new listener, welcome to the show. If you've been around for a little bit, you probably know that I've said I'm back a couple of times. Well, back then, I didn't really have a set plan on how I was going to attack managing the episodes along with everything else going on in my life, which I will go into in just a moment. But now I truly have a plan to have a set schedule and I am batch recording these episodes literally all within this week. I've already recorded the first guest episode that's going to be coming out this month. Currently it's June, but these are being planned on coming out in July. And honestly, I'm just going to call it what it is. This is going to be a new era of the Be Your Own Badass podcast. This is season two. This is officially going to be season two where I have a plan and we have a goal and we have a schedule and you'll be able to listen and have new episodes come out weekly, literally every single week. I know when I first started this, it was bi-weekly, then it became scattered. And honestly, I'm not about that. I'd rather just commit rather than giving you scattered things here and there because I do prefer episodes that come out weekly on certain shows. And because then it's just, you know, it's consistent content. Even if I don't listen every single week, it's just nice to have those options come out. And going on a little bit of a, of a side note there, but And at the end of the day, weekly episodes are coming. We have a specific schedule um, starting today with you listening to me. And when this one comes out, this is going to be the first episode because the new schedule is going to be one solo episode per month, one Q&A mini episode, a guest interview episode, and then another mini episode where it has an activity. So that means it's kind of like for, for those who you don't know, I have published a few books and one of them, they're both two of the books, soon three, again, going to go into this in just a moment, is they're guided journals. So they're activity books and they have activities in them on how to build confidence, how to help your with your mindfulness and self-discovery journey. And so once a month, I want to go over one activity that you can actually take and use in your real life, whether it's a journaling activity, something that you do that you take into an activity like going into like taking action in real life action, anything like that. And then I'll explain the benefits of it and how how it can help you, why it might be helpful for you. So that is the fourth type of episode that's going to be coming out every month. So solo episode, Q&A episode, guest episode, activity. When it comes to the Q&A episodes, it's I have planned to answer one question sent in from you each month. So Currently, I have a, on my website, you can submit a question. There's going to be a link in the show notes on where you can go for that. But 
you can even submit an audio clip. So like if you record like a voice memo or something on your phone, you can actually send me that MP3 file with the form on my website. And then if you are okay with it, I will assume that you're okay with it because you're sending it to me. <laughs> but if you're comfortable with it, I'll also feature your that audio clip on that episode. So if you'd like to hear yourself talk on a podcast, now is an opportunity. <laughs> but overall, when it comes to the topics in this new era, in this season two, you, if you've been following me on Instagram for a while, I've been very consistent on there for the past year. We're going to be focusing on helping you feel empowered and confident and ultimately putting yourself first. What that means is that we're going to be diving into topics such as people-pleasing, confidence, self-discovery, perfectionism. You're going to hear a little bit more about me and my story and so much more. So that's what we have planned. So on top of all this, I've actually been, if you've been following me on Instagram, you will know this, but I've been really developing ways to that you've been, you can work with me if focusing on feeling more confident, understanding yourself, no longer people-pleasing, and truly feeling empowered to take on your life in a very authentic way that feels right for you. If that is something that you are looking for, I have several ways that you can work with me now. And first of all, there are some free ways um, on my website, as well as you can always listen to this podcast and look at my content on Instagram. But if you're ready to take that next step forward, there are a few different ways. Currently, I have one-on-one coaching slots available, and those are usually for three months at a time where you'll be working with me one-on-one for three months, and I am supporting you throughout your self-discovery journey for whatever goals that you want to focus on throughout those three months. And on top of that, I have books. (laughs) I have two... Currently two um, personal development books and then soon a third, again, we'll go into that in just a moment, um, that you can purchase. One is called I'm Awesome, Here's Why. It is a self-confidence guided journal and activity book. The second one is Be Happy, Be Calm, Be You, which is a mindfulness journal for teens. And the third one that's coming out December 2021 is the Self-Discovery Journal. And it's exactly what you think it is. It is a guided journal specifically to help you on your self-discovery journey, which helps you understand who you are better, your purpose and your passions how you interact with relationships with other people, how to set healthy boundaries, uh, how to build confidence, how to incorporate self-care into your life. It's literally every single aspect that I teach about self-discovery and giving you in a really easy to use, simple, straightforward self-discovery journal so you can take it with you and work on it piece by piece at the rate that you please. I also have a group coaching program, which currently is called the Ultimate People-Pleasing Recovery Program. I love this program that I've created, but I feel like I'm going to be shifting it a little bit in the future to really encompass what the goal is for that program is, of course, help you stop people pleasing, but there's so much more to that. And I'll probably get into that another time, but I might be renaming it. I'm not sure. Just full transparency. I like this program a lot. Don't not get me wrong. I'm currently working with a wonderful um, client through the course materials and I really think it is an incredibly impactful way to help you gain some independence, set healthy boundaries um, and confidence in yourself when you're learning to prioritize yourself for the first time and not feel selfish when doing so. But long story short, you can either work with me one-on-one, you have books that you can work with me and then occasionally I'm going to have a group coaching program that opens um, throughout the year. So 
With all of that being said, I let let me talk about this um, self discovery journal that I mentioned earlier, just a few moments ago. As I mentioned before, it is called the self discovery journal, and it's going to give you all different types of exercises and guided prompts to really truly understand who you are because I firmly believe that self-discovery is a foundation to personal growth and everything else that comes with it. You really need to understand who you are, what you want, what makes you tick, what bothers you, what doesn't sit well, like all of these different things. You have to do that before you start building confidence, before you start setting boundaries, before you start making decisions for yourself, not caring what other people think. If you don't know what you want, who you are, anything like that, you're not going to be able to create a solid foundation for everything else when it comes to your personal growth journey. So if you want to learn more about what self-discovery is and why it's important, I believe episode two is all about that. It's either two or three in this podcast episode. And this book, The Self-Discovery Journal, is actually based off of that episode and blog post. So I took a lot of concepts from there and then really expanded upon it in over a hundred. Oh my gosh, I think it was over. Yeah, it's 150 exercises in there. But I wrote it in two months between April and May of 2021. So I, yeah, two months. And I decided to not actually take a step back from my business like I had done in the past for when I wrote books, I would usually take a break from posting on Instagram, email lists, and my coaching programs and all that kind of stuff. I would take a break and focus on writing because I also have a full-time job. I work eight to five, five days a week as a marketing manager. And balancing all of those is not the easiest thing in the world, but somehow I got through (laughs) and it will be publishing this December. It is available for pre-order now. Link will be in the show notes, but it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and anywhere that you find and prefer to purchase your books. Okay, so with all of the updates now that have been going on in my life as well as my business to fill you fully in onto the episode and the whole reason why you are here. Today we're going to be talking about your inner critic because something that I've been hearing from you guys um, when I pull you on Instagram as well as sometimes I have had surveys with emails in the past, one of the biggest things that you're struggling with is being too hard on yourself. And let me tell you, I understand. I totally understand being too hard on yourself because this is one of the core things that I have been working on myself for a very long time. And it's manifested in my behaviors and my lifestyles in different ways. But I have learned quite a bit along the way. And that's what I want to share with you today. And specifically, we're going to be talking about how you can tell your inner critic to kind of calm down and help you be a little kinder to yourself. I will have a guest episode coming up in the next couple months that's all about self-compassion with Laura from The Self Set on Instagram. She is very, um, she's an expert in all things self-compassion and self-love. Um, as well as accepting who you are right now as you go throughout your personal growth journey. And I'm very excited to be able to talk to her about that. But for now, when it comes to at least my point of view, this is my thoughts and my advice when it comes to calming down your inner critic and not being so hard on yourself. 
So as I mentioned, this is something that I've been working on for as long as I can remember. I am an absolute perfectionist. I'm always trying to do my best and failure is one of the hardest, hardest things to experience. I literally feel like sick to my stomach still when I deal with failure. Like I've come a long way throughout this journey of overcoming my fear of failure and accepting that not everything is perfect. Like I've come a long way, but it's still very, very scary to actually deal with in the moment. And there's a lot of mental mindset work and shifts and journaling that I have to do as I go through it. And the key is, is that I now know what a lot of steps I personally need to take because I've done the pre-work. And I understand exactly what I need for the most part. I know what steps I need to take in order to navigate those emotions, in order to take those mindset shifts. I know that there's certain people I should probably talk to. I know that there's journaling that I should do. There's uh, affirmations and everything. Like everything that I'm going to talk about today, some of them are things that I do myself. Some of them are advice that I've heard from other people that I also found very, that find very beneficial. But when it comes to experiencing failure, like sometimes I'll just spiral into anxiety because I feel like things are out of my control. I hyper focus on something and I try to grab as much control as possible. And that just makes me feel really, really stressed. And that happens a lot when I'm balancing 10 million things at a time, which is 90% of my life because I have this business I had now bringing back this podcast. I have my full-time job. Sometimes I'm writing a book and then I have life all outside of that. So it can be a challenge. And when I feel like I am not quite on top of everything all the time, that's when my perfectionist behaviors start coming and then I start feeling like a failure. And so I then try and grab as much control as possible on something and then I'm super hard on myself when it comes to balancing all of those commitments. Because if I'm not doing my best at all of these things at the same time, then I'm failing. That's what my mindset, that's what my mind pattern and thought patterns come down to. And on top of all this, if you know anything about human design, this is something that I've been slowly um, learning a little bit about. Um, I'm a manifesting generator, so I'm multi-passionate and work well when I have different hobbies and interests that I'm exploring. However, that can bite me in the ass and also clash, clashes with my Enneagram type. I'm a type one where I need structure and logic and if things don't go as planned, all hell breaks loose. And yeah, so I can often also take on too much at once, get on, get hard on myself for not doing as well on my own expectations. Then I crash and burn. It is a cycle that I've been dealing with for a long time because I've had blogs and everything like that since 2011, 2012, I've had that. And it has it wasn't this podcast it wasn't this blog, but I have been balancing projects and side projects and all these kinds of things and clubs since high school, like forever. So this crash and burn situation of high expectations and being hard on myself, very familiar with it. Um, but again, I've been working on this a lot. It really came into play when I took on my new book project for the self-discovery journal and decided to stay committed to my coaching business. I've been in a group coaching and mastermind group since the end of 2020, I think, or beginning of 2021 in January to help me with my business. And I was committed to continuing the momentum and not stop like I had in the past. But my full-time job got really, really busy as well, and I was really challenged to try and make it through without burning out and be, harding, be hard on myself. 
that was like my challenge. I was like, okay, this book is happening. I have a lot of responsibilities at work. I want to keep my coaching business going. I don't want to take a break. I am going to do this. Like I had made that conscious decision and it felt like the right one in that moment. And it still was the right decision. I don't regret it. Um, but my full-time job got a lot more busy than I had anticipated. That was completely out of my control in the moment. Um, did I make it out? I'm going to be honest with you, barely. I had really bad days, like crying in the closet, just wanting my commitments to be over. I was very stressed. I don't think I've ever been this stressed in my life than I had been in the first half of 2021. It's currently June. And until the book ended in May, like beginning of May, I was just overwhelmed. I was so overwhelmed. Um, I was fearing that my stress was affecting my day job poorly when really it wasn't. It was just affecting my the stress was just affecting my mental health but I was scared that I was not doing well at my day job but I was but it was just me being hard on myself and then certain aspects of my business I would find myself like grasping onto things and like pushing to do things even though it didn't feel aligned just because I wanted it to go well so badly and yeah just wanting to do everything at once all the time at the best of my ability and that doesn't go well when you are a perfectionist and you're very hard on yourself at the same time. It's just a recipe for burnout. And I didn't really like fully burnout. I just dealt with a lot of stress, like a lot of stress. Um, but thankfully, I have now calmed down. I The book is done. Um, just waiting back on edits from the publisher if there are any more. And work has really gotten a lot better and more balanced with my workload. And I've gotten into a really good groove when it comes to my business. So I'm on the other side, I'd like to say. Um, But calming down my inner critic has not been an option, but a necessity. Like at the end of the day, all of this information, I just want to let you know that like I needed to calm down my inner critic. I needed to be kinder to myself because stress is no longer an option for me. And I know that's easier said than done, but I've really made a conscious choice to make sure that actions and my behaviors and my response to things in my life don't cause more stress because I was so just ridiculously stressed for that period of time. And I cannot do it again because it was affecting my health. So I... Don't have the time or energy with how many things that I'm balancing to let my inner critic take over to that point anymore. And so based off of everything that I've learned, if you can relate to this or also deal with a strong inner critic and are really hard on yourself in some ways, I have some suggestions on how you can be kinder to yourself and just more empathetic like just more compassionate and in those moments when you're dealing with a lot at once or you're struggling with a fear of failure perfectionism just wanting to be the best that you can possibly be or if you just simply have some self-esteem issues and you are struggling to have a better relationship with your inner dialogue with your mentality about yourself Um, so there are 10 different ways that I have here that'll help you be a bit kinder to yourself number one I want you to redefine your definition of failure. And I've talked about this in a past episode in the fear of failure episode. And it really 
understanding what failure truly is to you is going to have a tremendous effect on how you respond in those moments where you feel like you're facing failure. And failure is really subjective. Like, And it can change depending on where you are in your life, what you're dealing with. Because, for example, back in school, whether it's like any point of school, F stood for failed and failure meant the end of the road. It was the absolute worst thing. There was so much weight to that word. Failure was everything that was bad, that was poor performance. You were not doing well. You're not going to continue. You have to retake this class or anything like that. And... Failure holds so much weight in school, and I don't think that's fair. Like, I do not think it is an appropriate way to set someone up for failure in the real world. Because while I like, I really think they should just change the system to not be the word F for fail. Uh, because in the real world, failure can mean a lot of different things, and it really depends on your mindset behind it. You don't normally like depending on your job, like jobs might be a different situation, but a lot of times if you make mistakes or you fail, your job is to fix it, like, or simply learn a different way to do something. And so when you really define failure on your terms, you're going to have much more control over the situation and you're going to have more control of your, your mindset around it. And personally for me, I have redefined failure as an opportunity to learn how not to do something or how to look at something differently. Does this mean that I now, when I experience failure, that's my go-to thing that I think of all the time and I'm just kind of like, okay, let's try something else? No, of course not. Like There are plenty of times, like I mentioned earlier, that I am still facing, quote, failure and I am struggling. I am being so hard on myself. But then I know to like start listening to podcasts so maybe watch some YouTube videos, read some books that or listen to some quotes where they are redefining failure on their own terms and giving their own opinions about it. And it really shifts my perspective and helps me get out of that funk. So redefining failure is really important. A quote that I really love that I actually learned during this recent bout of having to deal with calming down my inner critic was from a podcast episode that I listened to. And it was by, oh God, I really wish I knew who this was by. And I remembered who this was by, but it was someone very popular, very famous, like Winston Churchill or something. And I'm I'm so sorry that I don't know who this was, but the podcast host said that this person defined failure as bounce defined success as bouncing between failure to failure, all with the same attitude. And I just really liked that because just because you achieve something perfectly you're not, your journey isn't done. Like you're then probably going to be thinking about what you can do next, or you have another goal in place. And no one's journey for any big goals is linear. Like we're always making mistakes or learning something different. Like how many times have you tried something new and done it perfectly on the first time? Like, unless you're my brother who tried water skiing for the first time and got up on his first try, (laughs) you're probably not doing something perfectly the first time every single time. Like it's just an experience and it's just a part of learning. So that I really thought was nice and a good piece, another definition of failure that if that sits well with you, take it, run with it, hold it close to your heart. If not, take some time to really redefine failure and see what it means for you. Number two, I I recommend checking in with your expectations. Are they realistic? 
did you set these expectations or are they set by some external force? So what I mean by that is, are you, if you're in the moment and you feel like you aren't living up to your own expectations about something or you feel like you're failing or anything like that, check in with your expectations because if you set these expectations upon yourself, you have full control to redefine that. You have full control to really resituate on how that is and what that means and the weight of what you're experiencing and how to go about it. If they are set by someone else, whether it's like family, parents, friends, bosses, managers, school, anything like that, then check in on those expectations and really give yourself a real like moment of like, okay, what can you do? Like don't, if it's out of your control by a certain point when it comes to like school or work or something like that's a different story then you have to just deal with and you know you have you have to do something about it and hopefully you can do something about it in a way that is compassionate to you and kind to you and not going to put you in a more of a burnout cycle Um, but if they're expectations set by other people in general like parents or friends or anything like that then I also want you to check in on yourself and what your own expectations are because if you're basing off of your success based on someone else's opinion of you then you need to check in on what matters to you most or else you're going to constantly find yourself in this cycle and that is not a recipe for success when it comes to really creating a life that feels aligned with you if you're constantly using other people's expectations as a baseline or like benchmark for how you are doing in your life or how you're doing on a specific project or something like that, then you're going to be dealing with a cycle of disappointment from other people and yourself. And it's just not a healthy way to go about that. So really check in with your expectations, check in with your intuition and see how you can go from there. Number three, don't compare yourself to other people. I'm not just saying like you can just, okay, oh, just, I'm currently film um, recording in the closet and my arm just hit the vacuum. So sorry about that if you heard that. (laughs) But truly don't compare, like try your best to not compare yourself to other people, especially when it comes to timelines. Um, Like if you are an online business owner, if you are a life coach, if you are a business coach or anything like that, or even if you're trying to go throughout a fitness journey, you're trying to get healthier, maybe you're trying to lose weight, build muscle, anything like that. If you compare yourself to someone else, especially when it comes to social media, you're not getting the full story. You're not getting, they might be on their chapter 20 and you are on your chapter two. Like you cannot compare different points in other people's lives with where you are in yours because you're on different journeys and your timing is the right timing for you. This is something I've really been like, really been working on when it comes to understanding that my timing is different than other people's and that's okay it doesn't make anyone's timing any more valid or invalid compared to the other person because we're all just our own people so check in and make sure that you are your own expectations this kind of goes into the previous one but try your best to really stop comparing yourself to other people especially when it comes to online and if you find yourself getting in those cycles and those mental cycles I recommend maybe muting those people unfollowing those people or just taking a break from social media and really focusing on what you need because that can really help your mental health in that way. Number four, rewire your recurring thoughts through affirmations. So if you have a really strong inner critic, one great way to try and take hold of those thought patterns that are constantly hitting you like you're not worthy enough you're not good enough like anything like that is to use affirmations 
And affirmations can be done either through talking, through um, meditations or recordings or anything like that. Also, you can write them down. Using a variety of these methods actually combined can be even more impactful in that way. But if you have a positive affirmation that is the opposite of what your inner critic is telling you, repeating those and adding those into your daily routine in some way is an excellent way to start rewiring those thoughts. I know when I was dealing with my most anxious times, I had a lot of negative thoughts that just kept going in my head and bringing in affirmations for me, I, if I write them down, they really get, they really resonate for me. Writing things down is the way for me to really change something when it comes to when I'm trying to remember something or shift my mindset on something. And affirmations, I would honestly just look on Pinterest. Like I literally just search affirmations for self-confidence, affirmations for anxiety, like X, Y, Z. You can find it on Pinterest. You can find it on Google. Um, Just find ones that fit well with you and resonate with you and then use those. Like that's a great way to start. And they're going to feel a little funky at first if you're not used to affirmations. They can feel a little fake, but... The more you talk up, the more you talk about them, and the more you start feeling them, like internally feeling them inside, that's when you're going to see an incredible shift. And it happens through a longer period of time than you might enjoy, <laughs> but be patient, and they do have a positive effect on you overall. Number five, surround yourself with positive people. I have an entire blog post about this on my website that I will link in the show notes, but surrounding yourself with positive people who want nothing but the best for you and cheer you on and also know what's best for you um, that is aligned with you and you have, they're your biggest cheerleaders. And so they're going to have nothing but a positive influence on you. Um, when it comes to your inner critic. And if you're ever really experiencing a lot of negative self-talk or you're being too hard on yourself, you can always go to these people and let them know what's going on. Like, don't be afraid to open up to people that you trust and you love and that love you and have your best interest in mind because they might have some really insightful information and a perspective shift for you. I know throughout the last couple of years, my boyfriend has been a wonderful Uh, sounding board almost when I'm dealing with these types of things and he really helps me put things in perspective when I'm in those moments where I can't really see outside of what I'm dealing with and what I'm thinking of when it comes to being hard on myself. So that can be an incredibly powerful um, resource that you have is just surrounding yourself with positive people along with all the other great benefits that come with that. And if you'd like to learn more about that, go to the link in the show notes that goes to the blog all about it. Number six, remind yourself that you're doing the best that you can. Like really, and that's all you can do. Like what What more, if you were talking to a friend, would you be telling them that they're not enough even though they're doing their best? Like you probably would be talking to them in a much more kind um, and understanding point of view versus how you're talking to yourself. And all you can do is your best. And even if your best isn't up to your own expectations or someone else's expectations, or if your best varies from day to day, that is okay. That's completely okay because you're human and our energy ebbs and flows and our like there's different cycles of our life where we're super creative, where we're not, where we're energetic, where we're not. That's just all about the journey of being human. So that is an important piece for that. 
Number seven. This comes from one of my favorite books, and you've probably heard me talk about it, and you're not going to hear me stop talking about it. Um, Playing Big by Tara Moore. This is an activity that she has you do. Literally go get this book. Again, I'll link this in the show notes. Playing Big by Tara Moore. Chapter two, I believe, is all about tuning into your inner mentor. Like I'm giving her all the credit for this because this is where I got it from, and I just think it's brilliant. I've never heard anyone else talk about this, but tuning into your inner mentor. So you have, she phrases it as you have your inner critic, which is the voice that likes to take control and focus on the negative. It could be your ego or anything like that, whatever you want to call it. They are keeping you in this mindset that you are not enough and that you're not doing enough and you're being too hard on yourself. Tune in to your inner mentor. Who is this? Your inner mentor is your positive intuition, your inner good, your source of energy that is knows what's best for you. And that might not be the best examples and descriptions, but basically what she has you do is go through a guided meditation and visualization process that has you actually visualize a future version of you or a version of you that ends up being your inner mentor. And this person is embodying this lifestyle that she guides you through. And back when I did this, this was like five years ago when I did this now, I specifically remember my inner mentor living near a beach um, in a pretty open space house and she had books everywhere. She had like two cats and a dog and um, she really recommend, she gave me advice on that everything was going to be okay when it came to a financial situation I was dealing with. And it was, <laughs> spoiler alert, it was. Um, and also just giving some advice on certain things. And I remember her giving me this like pink planner book. And there was a lot of light pink that in that was in and white that was in this scene. And what's really interesting is that throughout the last couple of years, I've actually used a lot of pink, like just by pure coincidence, since a couple of years ago, my planners have been pink, like light pink, and as well as like guided journals and stuff like that. And it's just, I still remember that. And I know this color might be like irrelevant in your eyes but as she goes through this it's really when you're dealing with your inner critic or you're dealing with an anxious moment it's to take a step back and start try and listen to your inner mentor like what would they recommend how would they behave in this moment how would your best version of yourself behave in this moment and then going from there because a lot of times if you're listening to the inner critic, they're going to show you the worst possible scenarios. They're going to show you all of these worst possible situations. And your inner mentor is going to try and guide you into how to handle a situation differently and in your best interest in a way that feels aligned with you. And as you know, that's what we're all about here on the Be Your Own Badass podcast and within my mission as a self-discovery coach. So tuning into your inner mentor is an absolute must when it comes to handling your inner critic and being kinder to yourself. Number eight, don't talk down to your inner critic. Like don't argue with it. And this again comes from Tara Moore's book, Playing Big, but your 
inner critic's always going to be there. There's literally no way to fully get rid of it. Like even the most confident people have an inner critic that pipe in here and there. And the key is to to befriend it and make peace with it and to just kind of process what it's saying and say, okay, thank you. I understand what you're trying to say here. I know you're trying to protect me, but it's, I don't need it right now. Like I'm good. You know, it's just having a calm conversation with the thoughts in your head that you know you're going to be okay. And the key is when to manage when you should or shouldn't listen to it. Because sometimes maybe it has some insightful insight um, that's not anxiety-inducing, that's not overly critical. It's just kind of, oh, maybe this could be tweaked a little bit this way. I think I should have a different approach in this. And it might have some insightful things. But when it's overpowering and coming from a place of fear, that's when you really need to kind of just come at it like a friend and be like, hey, I understand what you're trying to say, but I'm going to go a different way. I'm going to listen to my lovely inner mentor and we're going to take steps in this way that feels really good for me because I know what's best for me. So to really be calm with it and not aggravate it more because sometimes coming from a point of view that is really just like angry or frustrated, that can just poke the bear almost and have it even more um, aggravated and loud and overcoming, overtaking your thoughts and everything like that. So try and befriend your inner critic and kind of mentor it like like a child and be like, okay, you're going to be okay and I'm going to go in this direction. Number nine, celebrate your wins. This is something I'm still working on. I am so, it's so easy for me to just focus on the next thing because I'm always doing 10 million things at once. Um, But when you go through some sort of a success or a win on any level, both big or small, it doesn't matter if you've lost, like for example, you lost one pound on your journey of your weight loss journey. Oh my gosh, that's great. Celebrate it. And on a different scale, if you got... Um, if you maybe you're writing a book or you're working on a project, you wrote like one chapter out of the whole book, celebrate it. Like, and these celebrations don't have to be huge. They don't have to be these big overarching, like, oh, I'm going to go take this trip. I'm going to go do all this. It could literally just be enjoying your favorite Netflix show for an evening or, spending time with a friend that you love to help celebrate with you that's been a good a good person of support throughout your journey or it's doing a freaking dance party alone in your bedroom to your favorite song it can be anything as long as you are appreciating and acknowledging that you are making progress and you are having some wins along the way because if you're not focusing on the good things that you're hitting it's going to be so much easier for that inner critic to come in and say you're not doing enough or you're not doing well or anything like that. And reminding yourself that you have these wins and that you are making progress in some way is going to calm that inner critic down and bring out that inner mentor just a little bit every single time. And last but not least, number 10, write it down or talk it out. This is huge. This is just this is huge, especially for me. I have to get out of my head in order to move past something when it comes to being hard on myself or any recurring thoughts or anything like that, or if I'm stressed. If you're feeling like that, write it down, like journal, brain dump, do anything that you need. Um, Just really 
get out of your head, get it out of your head and get it onto paper because then sometimes you can like look at it objectively, a little bit more objectively and see what you're actually doing. And for me, the process of writing helps me actually process my thoughts and my emotions a lot better. But not everyone is a writer and I understand that. Some people enjoy talking, so do it, talk it out. If you have a friend or a family member that will listen, talk to them. And sometimes you can even tell them, hey, I don't need any advice in return. I just need you to listen for these moments. And I don't I might not need anything in regards to tips or anything from you, but I just need to talk to someone because I need to process this. Or alternatively, if you want to go solo, you can just do a voice memo into your phone. You could just start recording into a voice memo and talk it out. And that's it. There you go. You've you started processing your thoughts out loud. Um, it's a fantastic way to do that. And especially if you're more of an auditory person, just to ultimately get out of your head, because sometimes it's easy to get really trapped in your mindset and your thought process and getting out of your head, even for a moment can give you a breath of fresh air to look at what you're dealing with in a different perspective. So that's why I recommend writing it down or talking it out and finding a way to really break that thought cycle and look at it with a fresh perspective. So those are the 10 different ways that I recommend being a little bit kinder to yourself, not being so hard on yourself, and dealing with your inner critic. And as a quick recap, those 10 different things were, number one, redefine failure. Number two, check in with your expectations. Number three, don't compare yourself to other people. Number four, rewire your recurring thoughts with affirmations. Number five, surround yourself with positive people. Number six, remind yourself that you're doing the best that you can. Number seven, tune into your inner mentor. Number eight, befriend and be kind to your inner critic. Number nine, celebrate your wins. And number 10, write it down or talk it out to get out of your head. So those are the 10 pieces of advice that I have for dealing with your inner critic. If you need any help with this, send me an email or DM me on Instagram. We can find ways to work together to help you feel more confident in your abilities, calm down your inner critic, be kinder to yourself, and overall feel more empowered to take on the world in a way that feels right for you. Thank you so much for listening, and I cannot wait to hear from you again. If you have any questions at all or would like to be featured on a future episode, either as a guest or with a Q&A episode to have your question answered live, please send me a DM on Instagram at Coach Sarah Catherine, and I can't wait to hear from you next time. Wait, before you go, I first want to thank you again for joining in to the kickoff of season two of the Be Your Own Badass podcast. I appreciate it more than you know, and I cannot wait to go on this journey together. Secondly, as a thank you, this is an exclusive offer and sneak peek that I'm only giving to people who tuned in on this kickoff for season two. So today that this is coming out, it is July 6th. If you're tuning in today, I have some good news for you. I am doing a flash sale, a surprise flash sale tomorrow, Wednesday, July 7th. I've never done this before and I will not be doing it at this low of a price ever again. What I'm doing a flash sale for is for my self-discovery starter kit. And you heard about it a little bit in the beginning of this episode, but it is a bundle of the best courses and masterclasses that I've created to help you kickstart your self-discovery journey and 
ultimately create a life that you absolutely love. It's filled with three main pieces. The first one is the Kickstart Your Life Academy, which is my full self-discovery and personal development course to help you build those foundations that you need in order to, you know, kickstart your life and build that confidence and figure out exactly what you want, reconnect with who you are and what you want and really identify who you are and the goals that you have for the future. On top of this, we also have the Self-Care to Confidence Masterclass, which is my 30-minute masterclass to help you learn about how to create a personalized self-care routine that's going to directly help skyrocket your self-confidence. It takes you through all the steps. There's also a guided workbook that's going to help you through it, and it'll help you set goals that are going to directly affect how you feel about yourself and how confident and empowered you feel about your life. Third, we have the Three Secrets to Stop People-Pleasing Masterclass. So if you're one of those people who tends to put other people's opinions before your own, you really have trouble putting yourself first in a way that without caring too much about what other people think. And ultimately, you have trouble prioritizing your needs and wants and you know it's time to make a change. This masterclass is a crash course in exactly how to do that with the three main secrets and steps that you need to take in order to move forward. So that's the self-discovery starter kit. And again, if you're listening to this on the day of this podcast season two launch, I'm giving you a heads up early to let you know that tomorrow there's going to be a flash sale where it's going to have $100 off. So currently it is priced at $197 and tomorrow it's only going to be priced for $97. It will literally never be this low in price again as a thank you. Again, I'm giving you one day early opportunity to lock it in at this price. So if you would like to get a head start on this flash sale, get your hands on the self-discovery starter kit and really kickstart your self-discovery journey and getting to know yourself better and reconnecting with who you are and what you want, you can use the code EARLYBADASS for that early $100 discount. So when you go in and you click the button to buy, it'll eventually take you to the checkout and there will be an opportunity for a promo code and that promo code is early badass. So if you have any questions about that, please let me know. I am available on Instagram. Feel free to send me a DM or send me an email. All of the information and the link to the self-discovery starter kit are in the show notes. Thank you again. Thanks for listening to the Be Your Own Badass podcast. Love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Do you have a question that you'd like answered on the Be Your Own Badass podcast? Go to sarahcatherine.com slash badassquestion to submit your question, get featured on air, and receive specific advice to help you. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time.